Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hello everyone, I am Katie Patrick, joined by David Fiorazzo, and today we have a mix of bad and some heartwarming stories, but we're going to, of course, start with one incident that has the whole nation talking. All right, a Florida teenager is facing significant time behind bars after security footage captured him hurling, like hurling, a teacher across the room and beating her senseless simply because she took his video game, video game away at school. I thought schools were all about video games. David, what actually happened here? Okay, first of all, uh, nice use of the word hurling. Hurling. And um, hurling. the headline... Massive student savagely knocks teacher unconscious, then stomps and punches her unresponsive body, her unresponsive body, because she took away his Nintendo Switch, deputies say. So where did this happen? Um, it was at Matanzas High School in Palm Coast, Florida, and the woman was severely injured. Uh, his apparent reason for jeopardizing the woman's life, she prevented him from playing video games in class. So according to the Flagler County Sheriff's Office, um, the school resource uh, deputies at the school were alerted to the brutal assault of this, by the way, this guy, six foot six inches, 270 pounds. We're talking WWE here. Uh, we're, we're talking major, major poundage. That's, for, that's like an offensive lineman in football or a defensive lineman. Uh, some of them aren't even that big. Anyway, the student told deputies that he was upset that the victim had, not, had, take, the victim had taken his Nintendo Switch away from him during class. And the student was also, also told officials that he would beat her up anytime she tried to take his game. So apparently she, he threatened. Um, let's see. Before we go on, because I want to get Katie's take on this, we do have a video. We did not leave the most violent or disturbing portions in. That would be just too much, but check this out. Quite frankly, it was shocking. Investigators say when a teacher's aide at Matanzas High School took a 17-year-old ESE student's video game away, he chased after her into the hallway and, according to the report, pushed the victim so hard it took her off her feet in the air five to six feet, knocking her unconscious. This could have been a homicide. Uh, when you push people down like that, they hit their head. You never know the outcome. Am I going to jail? Yes, you are. For how long? I do not know. I don't make that determination. The 17-year-old, seen here with campus resource deputies, allegedly continued his assault as the teacher's aide lay helpless on the ground. Investigators say surveillance shows the student kicking her, then getting on top of her and punched her in the body and back of the head approximately 15 times. He's six foot seven, 270 pounds, and he's in high school. Okay, that's a big kid. You gonna be cool with Deputy King and I? You. I don't want to go to jail. Look at me. Look at I me. I have more important questions. I, I, un I, un I understand. The sheriff says Matanzas has two SRDs at the high school, but it's a big campus, so it took them several minutes to arrive. Fortunately, uh, other students and other faculty members 
uh, administrators came and intervened. The students charged with felony aggravated battery and of course will be subject of school discipline including possible expulsion. As first responders tended to the victim, the 17-year-old detained and being walked away, according to the report, he started to spit towards the victim and said when he comes back, he's going to kill her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he's not coming back. No, he's they're, not coming back. He's not back. coming back. Um, and they're actually now holding him on a $1 million bail at the Flagler County Jail. And just in the little bit of clips that you heard him talk, there's no remorse. There's no care in the world. It's it's just, like, numbness. Like, he just has this numbness. And, I mean, yeah, now it makes sense that he would go and almost beat a woman to death to try to get his video game console back because he needs his video game. G console. already said, uh, "Am I going? I'm not. I'm not going to jail. I got more important, more important things, things to, to do. do. Like just, what? Play play video games. Apparently, play the video games. Obviously, but, this is a problem. There's a problem at home. Who knows uh, what's going on with this kid's home life? But um, to have a kid that's just so cold and heartless like that, and to brutally not just knock someone down." But to brutally beat someone, this, um, this goes beyond um, what we really want to see, especially happening in public schools. And it looked like it took like five or six little teachers or whoever, students, whoever was trying to pull him off of Her, the yeah, teacher's aid. Well, and just side note, my husband is that size, six foot seven, 275 pounds. So really? I know what that stature, that like how like massive, if you would get pushed Especially unsuspecting like that. Well, like from the just back, from and, the back. And and she just, went flying. Yeah, because apparently video games, you'll do anything for video games. And that's where we are, honestly, at, at our culture now, is kids will fight to live not in reality. They will sacrifice what's out here in the real world by trying to take someone's life away so that they can play in a fake world. And if you don't like, if you don't stop and just think about that, how sad of an existence that is, we're just going to keep going down this well, this hill. Uh, kids are being raised very differently than when you and I grew up, as far as what they can do at home, what they do with their spare time. I refer to us often as the United States of Entertainment, and we are amusing ourselves to death. I'm, we're talking about social media, television, movies, entertainment, travel, leisure, all this stuff. What about discipline? What about work? What about family values? What about morality? Well, that's all out the window. It's all about entertaining myself. Right? No, that's absolutely right. And, and even if it, it sounds like it's not even, you know, like whatever is home life, it's not like the, how the parenting is going. It's just, it's parentless. Like you're not actually being a parent if, you're, if this is just allowed or encouraged to the point where it gets into the kid's head that, yes, okay, I will do anything for this video game. I will fight for this video game because it's about me and my feelings and what I want to do. I, what, how did he say it? I have more important... I have more important things more important to do than things go to jail. To do than, I mean, jail, huh? I mean, he probably saw it on a video game, what jail is. He probably, you know, like conjured up these other images. But that's, that's how we're going when we don't have, like you said, morals, values, anything other than the me, 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 now, now, now. I need gratification. So do you want to quote the uh, closing line from the school superintendent or should I? I'll do it. You do it, yes, yes. The superintendent said, creating a safe learning and working environment on our campus is critical. Violence is never an appropriate reaction. All right, friends, still to come, from bad to good, we have a heartwarming story now.
to share about an elderly custodian and the incredible students who stepped up after learning he could no longer afford his apartment. We're talking about that next. Well, after that horrific story let's go to horrific to heartwarming how about that yes can we please and, and this this really this next story as we shared it really kind of bridges the gap of what we what we currently have where a kid will knock someone out senseless for a video game to this story where we have an 80 year old man whose rent was raised by 400 dollars, so he came out of retirement to go back to work to be able to afford to work I mean, why didn't he just knock someone senseless and steal their money? That's probably what the teenager thought. He wasn't just raised such that a, way. Such a yeah, dichotomy yeah, yeah. of just... Different uh, generation. Different, different generation. Di- whole different everything. Well, this is happening or happened in Callisburg, Texas. The man is named Mr. James. That's what they call him. He's an 80-year-old man, and he needed to come out of retirement from being a school janitor at Callisburg High School because his rent, like I said, was going to be increased by $400 per month. So he Jeez. needed to go back to work. Like, he couldn't afford to live at his apartment. So students heard about what was happening, and three of them decided that they were going to start a GoFundMe page. And you've probably heard about these kind of fundraisers where they put it out on the internet and they explain, hey, here's what's the situation. If you'd like to donate any money, we'll get it you know, to the person we're raising the money for so they can do X, Y, or Z. In this instance, the goal was to raise $10,000 so Mr. James um, wouldn't have to come back to work. As the description of it says, hey guys, I'm having a fundraiser for our janitor who is struggling to pay his rent. He had to leave retirement to continue to pay his rent that was raised. Just a little will uh, change his life. Exclamation point, exclamation Mm. point. All right, so these three teenagers did this. Well, after the campaign went viral on the Instagram, now this is where social media can do some good. Spreading, you know, good good messages, right? Yep. The students raised more than $30,000 in just two days. They wanted 10K altogether. They got 30K wow. in two days. One week later, uh, the campaign had raised more than $162,000. Wow. And with more than 5,200 donations. And then it ended with $270,905 with 8,600 donations. So 8,000 people donated. 8,600 people to this donated cause. to this cause. A little can go a long way. Wow. Uh, let's take a look at what happened. An 80-year-old school janitor in Cook County may be able to return to retirement thanks to some generous friends and neighbors. Students in Calisburg ISD, it's about 75 miles north of Fort Worth, launched an online fundraiser for the man they call Mr. James. He came out of retirement in January, came, coming to work at Calisburg High School in order to help make ends meet because his rent had gone up. People in the district say that he's a hard worker and this is well-deserved. He doesn't want any part of the spotlight. Um, he's very appreciative of what these um, students have done. Uh, it's insane. It's crazy. It we didn't. I mean, starting this, bizarre. we knew, and being in a small town like Kalisburg, that people would want to help and people would want to support us, especially with something like this. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> right? So right? Grayson Thurman there, one of the organi- organizers of the campaign, said that nobody deserves to work their whole life. They deserve to enjoy everything. And so mm. these students who kind of saw what's happening at their high school, I think learned a good lesson um, from this experience. Now, uh, as you heard, Mr. James kind of just wants to stay out of the limelight, you know, again, 
tended to be more of that's how that generation does head down go to work get it done do what you got to do to make but ends is, meet. is he going to retire is he going to stay employed i mean what what's going well on? he refused to take requests for interviews okay and there's no indication that he plans to quit his job despite the avalanche of sport probably because honestly it's now he's it's like with the pressure off of him maybe it's more of he en- he can enjoy it a mm. little bit more and maybe he likes getting to see the students and you know help out in his community that's so that's neat what's interesting is um Grayson is the one who put on the GoFundMe message. He said, thank you everyone who donated and helped Mr. James enjoy his retirement. He asked for us to take down the GoFundMe today. He is very appreciative of everyone willing to give up their time to help him out and change his life. You all have shown what can happen when everyone gets together to help others. I think God did this to show that no matter how much evil there is, good Mm. will always show itself. Mm. Mr. James, thank you all. God bless Mm. y'all. Very Texas. Very Texas. Neat so, story. It's Neat a great story. story in the in in. It's not like Mr. James is like, oh, keep bringing me the money because now I can just keep on. No, he said, hey, thank you for your kindness yeah. and your generosity, and now basically, kind of turn around your own community. Go yeah. do that. You know, like take the money you could have spent on me now and, and go do that. So um, I did like I kind of scrolled through some of the donors to see like what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I think this one donor named Ashley kind of summarized. Nicely. She said, I was just reading the news and was not feeling very good about the state of the world. And then I read an article about this fundraiser. Thank you. Yeah. We need to hear more stories like this. That's what I'm saying. Thank you. Well, when we come back, we don't quite have a story like the one we just had, but (laughs) the Windy City of Chicago receives a terrible report card when it comes to basic student reading and math skills in school. But who's to blame? We're talking about it next. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. No surprise over here. Chicago students are not benefiting from being in schools. What? Really? In Chicago, yes. Newsflash. Newsflash. The Illinois Department of Education data from 2022 reveals that 55, that's like 50 plus Uh 55 Chicago public schools have zero, zero students proficient in either math or reading come on and yep wire points actually released the findings let's you know take a look at what was found a stunning report from the illinois board of education showing across 55 chicago schools zero students zero are proficient in math or reading but despite the numbers the board is still rating some of these schools as commendable this fiscal year 9.4 billion dollars has been allocated to chicago's public school budget by the state add to that on top another 1.8 billion dollars being given to the chicago schools by the federal government willie that's more than 10 billion dollars and you've got zero proficient kids in 55 chicago schools why did that happen? Well, what I can tell you is, um, one, government isn't the answer for all things. I think that we have to re-engage parents, 
have parents actively taking a role inside the schools when they can be. Parents have been crying, pleading for better schools, for better classrooms. This clearly, this is irrefutable evidence that these teachers protected by teachers unions are not doing their job in teaching these kids when you literally have zero students proficient in math and reading. A lot of these children are coming from poverty stricken communities. And I believe that as a community, we just can't focus on the dollars being put in the classroom. We have to re-engage a working class, uh, rebuilding working class communities. We have to have parents that are actually able to get their children to school every day on time inside of a classroom um, fed with a lunch um, so the kids are ready to, to learn every day. Can we take a look at all of the zeros that were put into all the money that was spent Jeez. only to get zero proficiency students zero. proficient? Okay, if you want to break it down here, yeah. we have 22 schools that had zero students who could read at grade level, and then we had another 33 schools that claimed that no students could perform math at grade level, so that gets you to 55 total schools. Now, statewide, there were 53 schools that reported no students who were proficient in math, and another 30 reported zero students who were able to read at grade level. That's for the rest of the state, not just Chicago public schools. That's interesting. Chicago public schools yeah. by themselves. <clears throat> awful. Simply awful. Probably and, less than zero. Yeah, negative four. <laughs> so who you saw there was Illinois State Senator Willie Preston, a Democrat, who said that if you couldn't hear quite what he was saying, government isn't the anthem for all things. I think that we have to re-engage parents, have parents actively take a role inside the schools when they can be. But in addition, we need to make certain that we spend our money in the right way as it pertains to our children's education. Now, here's the thing. We're talking about Chicago. Every weekend on Monday, we get the report. How many shootings happen in Chicago? How many homicides happen every in Chicago weekend. every single yep. week? Yep. We get that report. And I, that's like a nationwide thing. It's yeah. not just because we, here in Wisconsin, we're just north of Chicago. But you shouldn't be getting that report every Monday to only follow it up. By by the way, all of our students are being, are we're failing them miserably because they're all then apparently out on the streets getting shot. That's what's happening in Chicago every weekend. And so when he says that we need to re-engage our parents, plural, yes, parents, plural. Two parents in a household to per parent the children, not just these single, unfortunately, these single family homes that exist way too much, especially in areas like Chicago. Illinois allocated $9.4 billion, billion to the Chicago public schools just this fiscal year alone. We know that money is not the answer, but the teachers unions would say otherwise. But this guy is really interesting, Preston. He says government's not the answer or the anthem. He said anthem. But it's not the anthem. Well, or I don't answer. Know. He probably doesn't like the national anthem anyway. But Preston blamed the academic decline on the pandemic, of course. Oh, yes. I would love to hear more from him and what he really thinks the solution is. Uh, because I, I don't, I don't get it. I mean, he's he's complaining about one thing and not really giving us a lot to go on. Yeah. Well, in. It, <laughs> I don't know how much longer this is going to happen, but it's been happening. Oh, oh, it's all the pandemic's fault. Oh, we're behind because of the pandemic. Oh, uh, our, we'll get better. But, you know, the pandemic happened, so. We need more and money because of the, of pandemic. the pandemic. We can't right. open because of the pandemic. We need <sighs> mental health because of the pandemic. Everything because of the pandemic. And I don't know how, I mean, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah. As long as, as, long as they, they keep getting keep, money. Keep getting money. Yeah, yeah, they'll keep blaming everything on the pandemic. But this has been going on since before the pandemic absolutely look yeah. at statistics 
before the pandemic it, and it's gotten worse but it was not good to begin with so we shouldn't right. be like hey pat ourselves on the back we were so great before the pandemic no but zero proficiency zero. It's, hard, it's hard to get lower than that <laughs> now of course <clears throat> cps's statement my oh, turn okay my here turn. we go <clears throat> yes um they said how the failure is in line with other urban districts so obviously that's okay right um and that uh, <laughs> it's a, a direct re they also said that it's a direct reflection of pandemic challenges but oh. here's also what they said <clears throat> all right okay the majority of schools listed in the recent WirePoints report are CPS options schools, which serve students who re-enrolled after dropping out. Options schools serve some of our most vulnerable students who face higher rates of challenges related to special education, housing instability, involvement in the justice system, and victimization. The combination of these challenges lead to higher rates of mobility, transiency, chronic absenteeism, and disengagement from school for extended periods of time. Excuse, excuse. Yeah. Excuse, $9.4 billion plus $1.8 billion, but <laughs> give us more money and we will give you more zero students. Wow. All right. Well, anyway, still to come, they came for Dr. Seuss. They came for Willy Wonka. And now, oh, James Bond, you are the latest target to face the woke police as people become ever more sensitive to any and all language that may offend. Stay with us. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. Okay, James Bond. Bond. Or I said that backwards, it's Bond. James Bond, right? I don't know. <laughs> I was never a Bond fan. But the books are being edited to remove racial terms. Yes, there it is. But <laughs> how they're doing it is very interesting to me. Katie, they are using, oh, I've never heard these terms before. They're using sensitivity readers. You haven't heard these terms because they now, are making this yeah, stuff they're, up now. They're, they're pulling this out of the, so, anyway, somewhere, <laughs> yeah. some dark place. They're mm. pulling this out. And Ian Fleming's James Bond books have been edited now to appease modern audiences with non-offensive lingo. A new report in the Sunday Telegraph says that new editions of Fleming's original novels will feature rewritten and deleted passages. Ian Fleming Publications reportedly worked with these sensitivity readers to identify and rewrite language that could be construed just it could be construed katie as racist or otherwise problematic so wonder what the requirements are to be a sensitivity reader Do yeah you know? well you've no, got a degree i i have i'm looking <laughs> i'm actually actively looking to see where can you find a job to be a sensitivity reader i assume here's a deal at this day and age if you are an english nut meaning you like to read books all day and pet your cat and do puzzles, then you too can someday be a sensitivity reader because you can just go get your English degree and then go be one of these people. I want to know who these specific people were because I'm guessing they're all like 20, 
two to 28 year old white girls. And I say white no, girls I don't think because so. they're not women. To, to really harp on James Bond, I'm thinking so. Well, it's a, if one of the main issues is things could be construed as racist, I don't think the white girls, teen or oh, 20s. If they have English degrees, they would. Well, what if, what if they don't have degrees? Another them. qualification might just simply be, I vote Democrat and I'm an LGBTQ. Um, it is possible. It yeah. is possible. Well, hey, if anyone out there knows of a sensitivity <laughs> reader and would like to inform us, uh, you, you do so. But it's, it's quite interesting because what's happening here is all they're coming for everyone. They're coming for all the, the authors who are dead, by the way. They're all coming for the dead authors or those who just had things that they came up with ideas that were from pre-2020. I'll say 2010 even. <laughs> Anyone who wrote anything before 2010, they're coming for you if you're alive or dead. But they're specifically coming for a lot of these authors who can't speak for themselves. Right. And everything Isn't has been left to these trusts or in this case, it's the Ian Fleming publications. And so, again, we always talk about the founding fathers rolling over in their graves. Yeah. Well, I wonder the, what's happening with all these authors right now. <laughs> they could not have envisioned what oh, 2023 no. oh, in, no. the, in the world or yeah. in America would look like. But the new versions of uh, Bond novels will include a disclaimer. Gosh, here it mm. is. This book was written at a time when terms and attitudes might be considered offensive by modern readers. By my, which might be considered offensive by modern readers were commonplace. A number of updates have been made in this edition while keeping as close as possible to the original text and the period in which it is set. End quote. Katie, that's the problem, though. During the period in which it is set, they did not have the same wokeness and, I guess, ideologies as, and philosophies as they do in 2023. Yeah, I say uh, just live and let live, but in 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 the in live and let die. <laughs> see what I did there. Yeah, live I and let it. die. I, I caught that. Uh, this is one of the titles. Um, there was a line calling Africans uh, pretty law-abiding chaps. I should have thought, except when they've drunk too much, and that was revised to say pretty law-abiding chaps. I should have thought. Um, then one more just example, so <laughs> people just... know. I don't know. In Casino Royale, it still includes phrases like like sweet tang of rape blithering women um, failing to do a man's work um insensitive references to east asians and references to homosexuality as stubborn disability uh -oh. so here's the deal if you're going to put that disclaimer on just leave the work alone because you put the disclaimer on what you're saying is disclaimer we changed some things but um we're also trying to be true to the work just no just be true to the work and then if you need to put your disclaimer on then put your disclaimer on saying hey you may find it offensive but here's what he says I think that's an excellent point. I really do. Because if you have a disclaimer, why change anything? Because you're already preparing people for the manipulate. things that might be construed as non-woke or racist. But bottom line at the very end here, fans were furious to see the late author's words being changed. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't a fan of Bond, but if I was whatever, a particular book, like C.S. Lewis. Oh, you know, I would say, you're you changing? changing. You're putting a disclaimer Ooh. and you're changing C.S. Lewis? Oh, that that will never happen. Anyway. Or Harry Potter. Harry po J.K. Rowling. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's not go down that path. But wait, All she's right. still alive, so she can defend herself. And she has to. Yeah. All right. Well, if you are a fan <laughs> of the show, please do your thing right there. Like, comment, share if you're watching us on social media. Now, for David and myself, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And thank you for supporting what we do here. Until next time, stay educated.
Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project Media app. Copyright 2023.